Welcome to the Movie Butts Podcast. This is a show where we do a bunch of math to determine the best and worst of a certain topic, whether it be a filmmaker, a fucking studio, a film series, an actor, I don't know, a cinematographer. That's something a bit different. We should do at some point. Um, you know, we basically aggregate a whole bunch of uh, different sites and figure out the best and the worst. I'm Arnie Joe. I'm Dane. This uh, this week, we uh, I kind of cheated a little bit just simply because I was being selfish. I... Uh, we, we ended up watching uh, three movies instead of two. Which ones did we watch, Dane? Uh, well, we watched uh, Del Toro's Hellboy 1 and 2, and then Hellboy 2019. Uh, I've never seen any of them before, so I, I don't know. I must have been under a rock in t- 2004 and 2008 for some reason, because I do know a lot of people really fucking adore those films. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just I just read accidentally read a review for the new one and it made me interested because like it was pretty scathing what these people were saying about this fucking film. And and for morbid curiosity I had to see it. But I, I felt that like I had to at least see the originals as well. Do you agree, Dane? Like to kinda to hate it as much you need to kinda know at least some of yeah. the background. Yeah, um, you know, I don't actually even know how I would feel about the remake without having enjoyed the um, the Del Toro's uh, so much because it is kind of a huge slap in the face. Well, to those well, films. I can I can tell you that maybe my perspective can help with that simply because um, I really didn't want to uh, be left heartbroken. And I actually had to run out one night. So in the afternoon, I watched I watched the remake before I watched the Del Toro ones, um, just because it was more convenient. And uh, I can tell you, without the love and context of Del Toro, it's a fucking abortion. You know, <laughs> it's pretty fucking bad um, for a lot of reasons. But after watching the Del Toro ones, it became even more apparent how disgustingly vile and pointless the whole affair was. Anyway, we should probably start with the with the good ones, just because that's kind of our format. Um, how would you describe these films, Dan? Uh, well, so basically, uh, to, to put it to put it very short, um, Hellboy is from hell, and he's like an end of the world cunt, and he gets summoned by Nazis, because the Nazis are getting desperate to win World War II, so they summon, like, hell demons, or they try to, and then Hellboy comes through as a baby, and then the, the he gets adopted by this Dr. Professor type guy. Anyway, and then he grows up, and, and then they form an agency that is kind of like the Men in Black, I guess, in principle, and they sort of operate in secrecy, and they deal with uh, fantasy creatures who threaten humanity and Hellboy is like their you know their go-to star player who always always kicks ass how's that that seems pretty fair um I think there's a there's a bunch of characters that have a lot of strong relationships I don't know if you agree but um... yeah I didn't want to go too much into them because like that's the thing about this is that the the the, the characters um, are fairly rich considering that this is a movie called 
Hellboy and it has Ron Perlman dressed up like a puppet running around <laughs> and fighting squid monsters. But it's got a surprising, not a huge amount of depth. It's not like fucking Phantom Thread or some I'd, shit. I'd, but it's got a lot of depth in the characters. I'd argue this again. This is this. You seem to have just disagreed with your statement. But however beautiful and however nice the effects are in the action sequences. And the music and every single one of those visual details, I thought the characters were the best part, and the and the performances. To be honest, like a lot of the a lot of the plot and stuff, I found kind of a bit ludicrous, and but it was it was forgivable because I believed all of them. You know, I thought they were all really, really, really superbly cut, like designed and executed for a superhero movie. Most of them, like. You have to agree this is a tier above, like, 90% of superhero movies when it comes to character stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And, like, and what I mean by, you know, it's not the most deep thing, it's, it it, it goes as far as it should. So, the character... As the the form allows it to? Sorry? It goes as far as the form will allow it to? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But I, I, I also found it the most intriguing stuff. Like in terms of Hellboy, oh, is Hellboy going to defeat the Golden Army? Yeah, obviously he is. But how are him and Liz going to go? How is he going to react to the baby news? You know what I mean? In yeah, the first yeah. one, um, I was, I was incredibly interested. In, in the love story between those two. And one thing that r- really made it stand out was that it's, one, it's Ron Perlman who already looks kind of like an ape, but now they have him dressed up as a, as this red devil man, you know, and his love interest is Selma Blair, and it's such an odd pairing, but I really believed their relationship because they're both they're both outcasts and they and they have a very sweet, chemistry you know what i mean yeah yeah no i agree like uh it's it was it kept me going through that well it didn't just keep me going through this again you this film is fucking visually stunning like the the editing is on point the the effects the just all of the design i think apart from a couple of like shoddy visual effects which you can kind of forgive um all of that is like yeah all of that is perfect but I'm not I I'm not interested in that stuff enough for that to be the reason why I enjoy a film and yeah I was just pleasantly surprised as to what they decided to do like it was it's very brave I think mm. to take it to take this kind of genre and this kind of film and seriously I'd say a solid 60% of it was dedicated to character stuff yeah. even more in the sequel more in the sequel, you just have them hanging out and you just have characters talking to characters. And that's most of that film, you know? Yeah, and, and you can tell that that was, like, really what Del Toro was interested in. Because sure. um, when uh, when he spoke about um, his ideas for a third one, which obviously never ended up happening, um, he said that the, f- that the film would be about... Um, Hellboy having to come to terms with the fact that he is destined to be the beast of the apocalypse and how him and Liz deal with that. 
He didn't say, yeah. oh, we're going to have this villain come in and we're going to, you know, and there's going to be all these crazy special effects. He's speaking mm. about that relationship and about um, an internal conflict that, that Hellboy is going to have. Mm. And it's, it, it's, it's an absolute testament and it, and it like, this separates like the big dogs from the puppies, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you get someone like Del Toro and you give him some shit like this and it's, it's like a magic trick to see how he can make you take this shit seriously because it's kind of goofy on the surface. Mm, mm. He's, a bit of a, he's a bit of a smuggler here, like in terms of expectations versus what we receive. I can tell you a lot of people would see this film and enjoy it still for the kind of action-packed fucking extravaganza that it can be at times. But that's he he, he knows that deep down it's the it's the character stuff, it's these things that he th- finds interesting that's going to make this film the film it is, you know? He's a, he's yeah. a very clever guy. And I give him yeah, so much yeah. fucking props for that. Um yeah, so I'm guessing from what you're saying is you you did you quite like both of them? Yeah, well, I saw them um, when they came out, and but you know the first one came out. I think I was um, about fourteen, mm-hmm. and at the time I liked it because of the cool visual effects and the fight scenes and the um, yeah. the comedy, and I didn't really mm. pay too much attention to the character stuff. Um, but then rewatching them, that was my favorite part of it. I didn't actually, obviously because I was a dumb teenager, I didn't realize how mature the films are. They're very mature, you know, yeah. it's uh, the, the, a lot of the things they're tackling and stuff. Um, I, yeah, they would have went straight over my head as well as a child, you know? Hmm. But it's, it's like um, everything works in a, in, everything works in a perfect balance. I mean, even when there's downtime, in this, uh, in you know, in Hellboy's personal story, then there's something happening um, with the, you know, the sort of external plot, the external threat that's that's taking yeah. place, um, and then even when those things are taking a break, you just have really interesting visual things that are constantly grabbing your attention. Uh, the camera work is amazing. Like if. If things aren't moving on the screen, then the camera's moving. And then when the camera moves, like every shot is is motivated by something that's happening in the plot. It's not And the sound design is like working hand in hand with it, you know? It's all just a, this well-oiled machine, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's 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 such a it's it is really like an interesting film to study to to show exactly how all these different elements not only do they all have to be of high quality, but they all have to complement each other. And they mm. do that, you know, perfectly. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it, it all just like, again, it's just this big, big thing that for some reason uh, or another, it's, it all just, it, it's in synergy. It, it, I guess it's just a testament to how good he is as a filmmaker. I can't think of anything else because the source material it is. I think it was co-written by the guy that wrote the comics as well. I don't know. Are you a are you a fan of the comics? No, no. So I, I don't know. It just seems it seems incredibly inspired, um, like all the way through. Uh, like the effects as well. Like 
how many times did you kind of find the effects kind of goofy? Like, not many, right? No, not many. And when when they did, it was just like it looked a bit fake. But it never took me out of it. No. I was more impressed than I was disappointed. Like, just the, the practicals of Abe are just phenomenal like i don't i don't like it's it's at that point where i don't know at what what part of his costume is um practical and which one is and how much of it is cgi you know what mm. i mean it was just impeccably done yeah and um, you can tell by watching del toro's other films that he knows how to make that shit work on camera mm, mm. Um, incredibly well yeah 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 i think he's a dude who has his hand like he's he's kind of spinning every plate when he makes a film like he knows exactly how you know one aspect of the film is going to complement the the you know the other and he's he's going to know exactly how to how a shot needs to be lit so as to make this effect look good mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's like you know when that's when you have to really use the word visionary because yep. it's like he's a guy who has a very clear vision and knows how to make it work and you understand why Ron Perlman was just sucking his dick all the time because he's just like he's in love with that dude he thinks he's a genius well he he he's pretty close to being a a genius in some senses you know he's made some fuck fuck ups like pacific rim but when, yeah. when you look at stuff like this you know it's kind of you can understand why an actor like ron perlman who's probably not the first thought in everyone's mind to be a leading man would yeah. like cling on to him because this is this opportunity is i don't know i i i i couldn't see myself wanting to be a part of anything, you know, better than something like this. You you read stories of on set, and apparently he's just amazing to work with. Every, I haven't I, everything I've read. Del Toro is just apparently one of the best directors when it comes to working with cast and crew. You know, and I don't know. That's I guess that's something special. You know. Yeah, I you get a lot of has... dickheads out there. Like probably Michael Bay is probably a bit of a cunt on set. You know. Yeah, I think who like yeah because he doesn't have a very clearly defined vision of how how everything is going to work. A lot mm. of it is left up to luck. I got the impression with watching these two films that he probably had the whole thing. He he could probably have the whole movie playing through his head. Like he knew exactly uh you know what it was going to look like how he was going to shoot it how it was going to all be put together mm. and you know i think the reason that like the cast would have just been going so crazy over him is that i could imagine on set being kind of left in the dark and being mm. like okay how is this all going to work this feels sort of goofy and then mm. when you see the final but you you know you follow this director because he's obviously very confident it sounds smart like he knows what he's talking about mm. and then you see the finished product and it's like oh holy shit i don't even know how you did that i was watching these i just found myself uh like smiling and like and just nodding along because it's like there are there are points where things aren't you know, again, not outstanding. It's not really blowing me away with the, all the cool visual effects and shit. It's just how well it all fits together. Mm. And I was amazed that I gave a shit about the character of Hellboy. This big red like, weird looking thing, you know? Yeah, I was <laughs> just like, this is very clever. It's, it's, it's 
oh, I think it's aware of its flaws in enough in enough of a way that it turns up other aspects to kind of compensate. You know what I mean? Like for me, I think the villain's plan is really fucking dumb, mm. and I didn't understand it at the end. Like. You know, I'm like, why is he fighting a giant thing now? What's going on? What the fuck does this have to do with this? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And unless a film, that would have taken me out of it. But I was just enjoying the ride. You know, I was I was stimulated emotionally and like like mentally too by like the visuals and everything. Yeah. The, the stuff like that that would usually make me go, fuck this film, were a footnote on my mm. experience. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's it's very impressive. Like the one of the biggest compliments I can give this is um you know the you know like the, there are there are there are tropes that a lot of like bad guys and characters can make and directors can fall into the trap of of making a cliche, right? You know the you know what's I can't I can't remember remember the actor's name, but he plays the boss boss, you know what I mean? The guy that's a bit of a wanker and in charge. Um, you know that oh, guy? Yeah. yeah. Um unless a film would have had him be a bad guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. I was actually curious to ask you what you thought of that character because I'm... I know you have a particular disdain for like uh, the boss in uh, Die Hard, for example. Yeah, There's I a... loved his character so yeah. fucking much because it was it it did the opposite of those films. You know what I mean? Like he he was re- he you could un- I could understand why he was being a cunt mm. enough. You know what I mean? But then as soon as as soon as the, the script was flipped and he was in danger and he realized that he was wrong, he mm. accepted it. And it wasn't it wasn't he could have just easily have been I think what's it called? The there's the villain and then there's the nemesis. He mm-hmm. could have easily have just fallen into the role of the second villain nemesis thing that's just that, you know, at the end of it they have him tied up and they throw him and go, We'll tend him to jail or something. No, he's literally yeah. like a he has an he has redemption. He literally saves Hellboy's life, and I I like jumped up when that happened because it was fucking great. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, lazy choices weren't made with stuff like that, and and it really helped. I I wish he was a bit more of more of a character in the second one, just because of how they treated him in the first one. But you know, I can't have my cake and eat it too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like that's. In like mentioning the fact that even that relatively small character has redemption in the first one, that's um something that I think is really important to note is that every character that is present has an arc. Um, like Hellboy, uh the 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 kid that is basically just the, the human character to introduce us into this weird world, uh has his own um, realizations. I mean, Liz overcomes her own securities. Um, and it's like, again, it's nothing out of, out of this world. It's, it's very simple stuff, but it all slides into place so perfectly alongside Mm. the, like nothing feels force. It's so meticulously and carefully crafted and put together. And you can tell that they had a really fun time making it. Probably mm. because Del Toro is so passionate about telling good stories and making fun films. Mm. Yeah, no, it's um. I thought uh, I'm glad you mentioned the the character, um, of the the guy that comes in and 
you know introduces to the to this world right mm. um that's i don't want to talk about the second the the remakes yet but that that character is so even though he's kind of a bit of a footnote by the end of it that character is so important to telling this kind of story yeah. you know to give you context to give you an understanding and and honest to goodness like it just for me seeing the remake and then this I was just smiling because I knew as soon as that was a part of it and as soon as it started in the past and introduced us to him, I knew I was in safe hands. You know yeah. what I mean? Just these simple choices that 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 to the normal person you'd seem sec- like seem um like second nature. Like of course they do something like that because that's how storytelling fucking works. Yeah. But like because I was burned, you know, earlier I, I'm like, oh, wow, this is nice. This is different. Wait a second. This is what it should be. You know, this is how this is how this kind of film works, damn it. Yeah, it's you a know? very, yeah, very simple storytelling formula on the surface. It's just when you get a guy who knows what the fuck he's doing, mm. he can do these simple things, just but just do them flawlessly. Yeah. So that it actually becomes kind of a rare thing to see. Mm, mm. So that when it does happen, it was like, I forgot how much I enjoyed this shit. Mm. So I was sitting there just like, hell yes. Mm. I remember movies. Yeah. When this is like, fun, this is a best. good blockbuster, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, do you, are you aware of like why the second one failed? Yeah. Well, the second one did. Uh, pretty much the same as the first. Like yeah. uh, I, re- I read a thing with Del Toro said that you know they both made their budget back and a little bit of profit, but by the time it came around time to do the um, the third one, budgets were getting a bit out of control, and yeah. also DVD sales were across the board slowing. Yeah, and uh, that's where Hellboy really made its money was DVD DVDs. sales. So he, no one wanted to give him like $150 million to make Hellboy. I, I looked into it. I looked into it as well. And um, you do realize that if he didn't have all these other projects going, they would have, they could have easily have made a third one. But he was too busy d- getting pr- ready to direct the Hobbit films. Yeah. And he didn't even make them. Like he ended up dropping out of that. Yeah. Um, also, guess... Guess what other film came out on the same weekend as um, the Golden Army? Uh, Dark Knight. Dark Knight. So yeah. that 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 literally would have that Dark Knight. You can say is the beginning of Phase Two of of um, of superhero movies. That's that's how I kind of look at it. Yeah. Um, there's Phase One, which is. Um, uh, like X Men, X Men, Spider Man, and X Men. I'd say X Men '99 to 2008, and then from then on, The Dark Knight came out, and Iron Man came out, and then that's just kind of where we are now. Um, we might even be in a new phase now, but I haven't really thought about it. I fucking, yeah. I don't really care enough to think about it. But <laughs> yeah, this 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 film came just did a really. If this movie had come out one year earlier, um. Yeah. I think it could have I think it could have been a bit bigger. I know? think I think even if he had have been ready to do Hellboy 3 by 2000 and 
2010, 2011. Yeah, it was too late. Yeah, they probably could. I think by 2010, they probably still could have done it. But it's like by the time they were ready to do it, wasn't it? It was like 2013 or 14. Yeah, or it was like shit. it's. Well, it was a post Avengers world. You know? Yeah, and it's like, man, no one is seeing Hellboy now. It's yeah, those films didn't do. I, that's why it's not surprising that you didn't see them when they came out because they didn't do great. No. But they are fantastic films, though. That's what annoys me. No, they're great. And that's the reason I think why they did so well in DVD sales is because the people people who did go and see it, yeah, would have been positive word of mouth. And they would have went and bought that shit on DVD because they're they're great movies. They're not like, you know, like I went and saw Iron Man. I didn't buy that shit on DVD. I I bought bought Iron Man 1 and 2 on DVD. But that's because of how young I was at the time. Yeah. But none of those Marvel movies since I, I didn't even I have I haven't bought any of them on DVD. Like there's no need to. Yeah. You know there's what no I mean? need to buy anything on DVD now. No, you know, it, sometimes if I go to like a little like a like I think the last time I bought a DVD was when I was going to a closing down video store and I'm like, oh, a buck, a buck for Casablanca. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll buy that. Or I'd I'd buy Hellboy one and two on DVD because mm. like you own. Own some special things on DVD. Shit mm. that you want to own. I distinctly remember Hellboy. I distinctly remember Hellboy being one of those DVDs that you got when you bought a dom uh, uh, a Pizza Hut pizza. Do you remember there was a time where you'd buy a Pizza Hut pizza and you'd get a DVD as well? <laughs> no. Nah. Well, I, 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 yeah, I remember one of them was Hellboy. <laughs> like you just, they just give you a DVD. Well, that's you know? cool. Yeah, but gone are the days of that and gone are the days of fucking Pizza Hut, I'm pretty sure. I don't even know, you know, how many Pizza Huts there are in the world now. Yeah. Um, now they don't yeah. Now they don't quite, even give you good pizza. I think I think Del it's one of the main things of Del Toro, but his style that incorporates both fantasy and science. Mm. I find quite inspired, you know, it it's it keeps this still kind of in our world, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, it's a bit steampunky. Uh, it is steampunky, yeah. Um yeah, and it, it he has such a unique uh style. Mm. And and I, and I mean like we didn't talk about the practical effects much. I I mean we just have to mention it. It's like he's got fantastic practical effects through this like all these awesome puppets i mean there's this part in the second one where they go into this sort of like secret underground monster world and Mm. it looks fucking awesome there's all sorts of weird characters around doing crazy shit and the whole thing just feels so alive Mm. and it's just so entertaining and honestly i had no idea what the fuck was going on or what they were doing there but i thought it was sick yeah, no, I, I like, just sometimes with pot stuff like that, I literally, I, my ear hearing just goes, like it just, for some reason I can't absorb it. And do you know what I think, do you know what I think that, why I think that's fine? Because I felt like half the time Hellboy himself didn't know or didn't give a shit. He yeah. just knew, he just got told by the boss. He had to, to save go, the day. Yeah, to go somewhere. So he's just kind of wandering around being a being a bit the same you know what i mean mm, mm. you know it's um again it's just it, it it the the elements that are working are working over time you know 
Um, I liked Hellboy as a character. Again, this is again. I'm kind of I'm kind of peppering in little bits that I liked about this to show juxtaposition with the remake, if you know what I mean. Mm. But but specifically Hellboy, I understood why he was the way he was. He wasn't. He was a competent hero, if you know what I mean. Like that, there were times where he was on the back foot, if you know what I mean. Like not exactly in charge of the the fight or the situation but most of the time you kind you believed that he was competent enough to stand his ground if you know what i mean in a Mm -hmm. fight scene which was awesome you know you could you could believe in him as a hero Mm -hmm. yeah um and just little character bits like how he just for some reason just loves cats you know what i mean like (laughs) just these little things that just you know don't go unnoticed you know what i mean yeah when he's yeah what was that bit where he um he he finds the box of kittens and then yeah. the next scene he's on his bed and he's surrounded by the kittens. Yeah. Drinking a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like cute stuff like that and like how like because because the the goblin or the fucking troll woman's about to eat a cat, that's motivation enough for him to like like not follow orders. Like I just love that. Like he's just yeah. like, No, fuck this. No one's gonna hurt a fucking cat, you know? <laughs> yeah. Also, this these movies didn't need to be R rated. No, you know what I mean, yeah, no, and but they're they're still quite violent. Like it doesn't, you know, you never feel like you're missing out on the fight scenes being any better. The fight scenes are quite brutal. Yeah, but I think because but- he's mostly fighting monsters with blue or green blood, so he can fuck them up. Or in the second one, he's fighting robots, so he can just like smash these robots to pieces mm. and pull their mm. heads off. So it's quite violent but it, you know it can still be rated m is there um is there anything specifically about these films that you didn't like or something that kind of got under your skin a little bit uh the only thing that i that did stand out to me is there's a a great moment in the second one where he's fighting that big monster in the in in the city yeah and as he's about to defeat the monster the, the main antagonist um, appears next to him and says to him, go ahead and kill it, the last of its kind, and then asks Hellboy, like, why he defends humans when they're such pieces of shit. Uh, and then he goes ahead and kills it because it is threatening everyone. Um, and then the humans start threatening him and getting all pissy at Hellboy and then he kind of has this moment where he's like, you know, actually, like, maybe fuck you guys. Mm. And that doesn't really go anywhere for me. I thought that that was going to take the film in a radically you... different direction. And it, it, it doesn't really. I can tell you why it doesn't. Mm. Because they were, they were expecting to make another one. <laughs> okay, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, felt, I, I noticed that as well, but... You know, in my brain, I'm like, well, I think I feel like they think that this isn't it. You know what I mean? Like, there's other pressing things they need to get, you know, yeah, to get see, through. And then you've just sprinkled in enough little things to kind of make the next one easier to digest. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I thought that was that was great. That was such a, you know, it was such a brief but powerful moment. And uh, when he when he says that to Hellboy, and Hellboy has that that moment i um i was like oh shit okay we just went like next level on on this 
and now I'm keen to see what the fuck's going to happen. And then it just sort of carries well, on like, oh, now we got to go and beat the bad guy. Well, he, he, they do end up quitting the bureau at the end. If that helps yeah, at all with it you digesting it. Like that yeah. that's them saying that they're no longer doing it anymore. If it, so Yeah. If it went th- completely unacknowledged, I'd say it was bad. It doesn't go completely unacknowledged, but it doesn't take the film in the like in, into a radical shift like I felt like it maybe not yeah. should have, but I, I I felt like it would and that was a missed opportunity. Sure. And yeah, you're right, it's probably where the third one would have gone. I think I think it definitely would have, you know. I don't think his babies would have been necessarily incredibly human either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that would have affected it. Um, for me, the there's only two things, and they both kind of occur in the second one. Again, I loved it, and I love like the scene with Abe and him just getting drunk. Um, their drunk acting wasn't that good. <laughs> that kind of was a bit kind of how you going, but I forgave it. Um, I don't like that Abe out of nowhere in the second one just stops using his rebreather. That goes unexplained, I'm pretty sure. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, it's a little detail, but in the first one, whenever he's, he's either in the tank Mm -hmm. or he has to wear that apparatus on his gills. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden in the second one, he just doesn't need it anymore and just stops wearing it. And there's no real explanation. Did you notice that? Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah, well, I'm trying. That... I'm thinking back, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe, but I'm like, no, I, I didn't. I did I notice kinda... that in the first one, it seemed to be a, uh, a big deal about this cunt always being in water or something. And yeah. In the second one, he's just walking around a lot. That that that's a it's a very small detail, but like but that's the the shit you notice when everything's kind of good you know what i mean like, yeah when everything else is so consistent and takes itself seriously when that yeah something like that comes along it's like hey hang on how did you not notice that you're better than this oh and um the actress who played the dark elf sister mm. her performance like was fucking terrible Oh, yeah. I just didn't... Yeah, and, like, Abe... What's his... I can't remember the actor's name, but the guy that played Abe was, like, really doing his best, wearing this fucking full face, acting alongside her, but when she was on screen, she just... Yeah, I don't know. She just didn't do it for me. So, those scenes between them weren't as effective as I wanted them to be, Mm. you know? But other than that, like, I I fucking... Like, I I was... Me and Kate both, my, my partner, were both really annoyed when it ended and we knew for a fact that there will never be any more yeah no i had that same feeling like they they quit the bureau and then they're like hey we're gonna have babies and they just walk off and that's it we're done yeah and i love the ending where she's like two and then it freeze frames on his face it was an amazing moment for something that will never get closure on yeah you know unless you count hellboy the reboot as closure i don't know (laughs) Mm. uh Anyway, do you have anything else you want to say about Hellboy? No, I just wanted to ask you, uh, did you have a, uh, a preference over, like, one or two? Um, I don't, really. Yeah, because um, it's, I think it's, um, maybe not, a, like, a general consensus. I don't think it's objective, but the, the second one usually gets praise over the first. What I looked at it, I looked at, because even though we didn't need to do math for this, I, did, I still did a ba- some rudimentary math, mm. and it's pretty even, Oh, okay. Between the two. If anything, Golden Army has an edge on it a little bit, mm. but like a fucking dick hair. You know what I mean? Like not yeah. not much. 
Yeah. So that's and that's another reason why I kind of went. We'll yeah, watch both. I would probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I would probably say I. If I had to just, if I only had time to rewatch one, and I really wanted to watch some Hellboy, I'd probably stick the first one on. Like I like yeah. that a little bit more. Yeah. But they both work well together. There. Did you watch them back to back? Yep. Yeah. Good. Uh, best way to do it, right? Yeah, they work great at back to back. Like I, th- it's kind of like one big film almost. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's to, it all fits and stuff. So, I think I think I'd go the first one, just because. Um, everything they did good in the first one, they also do good in the second one. Yeah. If that makes sense, but you, but it's already kind of been done in the first one, which isn't it, which isn't a negative, but I yeah. don't know that one came first, you know. So, uh, you watched the remake after the originals. Yeah, is that how you did it? Yeah. So, uh, how did that? Uh, tell me about. What happens in uh, Hellboy 2019? Oh, so it's the same same deal. I mean, he doesn't work for the the agency in this one. Or I, I don't know. I, I don't even know. Maybe he kind of does. He works. He does. Them. Okay. He does. So he does. Um, and there's <laughs> Jesus. So there's uh, King Arthur and there's a witch. And, um, the witch who is, uh, a bad guy, they, they cut her up into pieces and bury her in separate coffins so that she can never hurt the world again. This is Alice from, um, Resident Evil, by the way. Yeah. And then there's a pig monster going around collecting the pieces to stitch her back together so that he can be turned back into a man or something. And, uh successfully he puts her back together and then Hellboy has to save the day. Uh, there's also something about some other witch who I don't even know if she's connected to that main plot. What other witch? I don't even know what you're talking about now. There's the, you know, the woman that he confronts in the walking house. Oh, Baba Yaga. Yeah. Does that have anything to do with, no, Mila it has Jokovic? nothing to do with nothing. Right, yeah. Because uh, I It's pointless. Thought that it was stupid. Something. No, it's just... It's clearly a reference to a comic book or a character or an arc in the comic book, but they re- they didn't realize that just having that in there for no fucking reason makes no fucking sense and is confusing and annoying and irritating yeah, and it's fucking like they, stupid. It's like they had... I'm guessing that uh, they had several Hellboy comics and they were probably the most popular ones... And they and just smashed them the, together? Yeah, they just wanted to jam them all in there. Like, I, I read on the Wikipedia that, um, you know, uh, it said um, that the the film is um, based on Hellboy Goes to Mexico. Um, yeah, one of them, yeah. And the, that, that just, in this film, that just means at the beginning, Hellboy's in Mexico fighting a vampire um, That's like the extent of the creativity that they put into this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thought. And then he doesn't th- th- have anything to do with Mila Jovovich, who's meant to be the main antagonist of the film. It's meant to be the main plot, except that he 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 before he dies, he goes, "The end is coming" or some shit, and well, they, they're like, "Oh, what does that mean?" 
See, the thing is, something that the originals did classy that this one doesn't do classy, but it tries to replicate, is in one in the originals, right? They're just going on a normal mission, mm. right? It's just an everyday bit of their job. You know what I mean? There's a monster in the art gallery, so I've got to go kill the monster in the art gallery. Yeah. And through their job through being paranormal detectives do they figure out that there's this bigger thing going on am i right yeah where in this he's it starts off with a random job but it's so sloppily thrown into the story into the actual main thing that's happening mm. that it sucks you know what i mean that it's not it's yeah. not creative at all and then it's they try to stupid. treat they they also uh instead of connecting it to the main plot they try to they actually take it more seriously in tone than they do in the first you know fight scene in the other hellboys um which do have something to do with the plot um by by him saying oh hey remember we used to be friends and then he accidentally kills him and then hellboy almost fucking cries and is like yeah. He was my friend, and he's like, uh, he died. Who the fuck are you? Yeah, and then you he's, know? and then he's, and he's like, no, I killed him, and I meant to care. I don't know who this person is, and what does this have to do with anything? This, uh, what the sad thing is, is I think this film relied on the, and and that's why it was e- extra not effective with me, yeah. is that I think it relied on the fact that we had seen the original ones or that we had idea an idea of who these characters were. You know what I mean? Right, I, think it, but- I think it really relied on that, but it did it so poorly. And it's like, you can't rely on that. You know what I mean? But That's- they've said, I've read interviews with them that they were saying they were trying to separate themselves from that. And I, but I feel the well, same they- as you, that they weren't doing that. I think like they were, no. they were like half in and half out. Because some of I have an is... idea as to maybe why. What? Um, in the original ones, it starts at the fucking beginning. And by the beginning, is there's about a five to seven minute sequence where we are introduced to a baby that's Hellboy, right? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't happen in this one. That happens... Eventually, they do it, but it's like 20 minutes, half an hour into the film, if I remember correctly. Yeah. So, the story structure is completely off. All I'm thinking is... Who are you? What? Why do I care? And this is from someone who hasn't seen the uh, hadn't seen the originals before I watched this. Right. I'm like, details are missing. This is this is purely relying on context, yeah. on previous context, and then eventually when that stuff is all revealed, yeah, um, it's just like, okay, well, I wish I had that information half an hour ago. Yeah, but but then when I watched the originals afterwards, I think. What you're saying about them wanting to separate themselves, I think they took it the wrong way. Mm. I think they went, oh, we can't have it open with the origin story because Del, Del Toro's ones did that. So what we'll do is we'll we'll have a cold opening in fucking Mexico and then we'll get to that. But that just results in me and you, me, you, you as well, from the sounds of it, being completely confused and not understanding why we're watching it. Yeah, and also they blow their dramatic load way too soon. I'm guessing in the comic Hellboy in Mexico, that when he accidentally kills his mate, uh, it is quite a sad moment, but I bet it happens at least halfway through the fucking story. Definitely. When you have a really dramatic moment like that, in the intro, 
Well, I'm already like, well, you're, you know, you're coming on a little strong. That Hellboy yeah. is already crying and be like, oh, I killed my best friend. Who, by the way, he doesn't seem to give a shit about for the rest of the film. It was just no. a very heavy moment for him. And then he gets drunk, and then his dad, Ian McShane, who doesn't give a shit. He doesn't, no. Ian McShane looks like he doesn't even know which movie he's supposed to be in. He's like, oh, you can't be sad and drown yourself in tequila. And he's like, oh, you know, maybe I'll get over it. And then he does, and uh, he doesn't care. So, can, can I quickly just ask, what's your opinion of this portrayal of Hellboy? Uh, okay. What do you think of David Harbour as Hellboy? He's not bad. He's not. He's not bad. Are you fucking stupid? It's the worst part of the movie. Him he's as an Hellboy. Idiot. Him. Oh, he's a fucking no, idiot. I think the way the character is is written is is bad and portrayed. But it's like, I don't think that he had much to work with. I don't. He he looked. He reminded me of like an actor who has no direction or is getting mixed direction all over the place. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think that he So himself... you think he tried? I think he tried his ass off. But I think he failed. I don't think he failed. I think the director and and ev- and, and everyone involved failed. I think him. I think that can all... I okay, I guess I can say that maybe if if he had a better if he was in a better situation he might have been an okay Hellboy, but everything was against him in this film. Yeah. The portrayal of him was fucking retarded. Sorry, I shouldn't say retarded. It's 2020. <laughs> but, um, like, he's an idiot. He's a fuck up. He's yeah. He doesn't do anything right. He locks his way through the entire movie. And did that annoy you at all? That annoyed the shit out of me. Yeah, he's a very um, in- inconsistent character. And, you know, I think retarded's fair because it's like he has fucking brain damage. He, it, <laughs> when he's, you know, he's, he's kind of acting all jovial in the face of danger one minute and then he's super serious another. Yeah, but then he's incompetent as well. Every single fight sequence, he yeah. gets through it by the skin of his teeth. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's not endearing for this character. I want to see him fighting because he's the best at his. He's the best in the world at this, isn't he? He's meant to be the the best paranormal investigator because he's a fu- He's the devil. Yeah. He's supernatural. Yeah. He's good with gun. Everything that that they explain in those other ones is completely stripped out, and all you're just watching is him getting beaten up. Yeah. In every single fight sequence. He's a useless idiot in this movie. He's a useless fucking idiot. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm watching you. When why I do say I that, care? When I say that he's, his performance is okay, I just mean that there are, there are, there are moments where, um, you know, he walks into the, uh, the giant hunters meeting and then they look at his big fist forearm thing and they're like, um, oh, does that come in handy? And he's like, yeah, it's good for smashing stuff. I was like, he's a believable Hellboy. If he had a good script and a good director and 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 there, and 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 creators who were passionate about the project, I could see him being a convincing Hellboy. No Ron Perlman, but I could see him being a convincing and pretty good Hellboy. He's, it's just uh, everything else around him is fucked up dog shit. Do you remember the the text I sent you when I was watching this film? No, what? I, I, I'm, There's like a hundred of them. 
he's like laying down in a fucking dressing gown. His house is trashed. He's drinking a beer and he just looks like this fucking pathetic thing. Mm. And I'm like, and I'm like, he's a fucking useless slob. Yeah. You know, he's absolutely disgusting. And, and I said, is he meant to be a slob? And you said, I think so. Oh. Ron Perlman would always smoke cigars and stuff. But then the, the, they're just so... That, like, you, you, meet, you meet Ron Perlman. He's doing fucking weights yeah. like a fucking boss with a fucking cigar in his mouth. And then you've got David Harbour, like, laying fucking on a couch looking fucking stupid as shit. And I'm just like, oh, I, I hate you. You're a fucking the yeah. worst character like I've ever said, met. Del Toro's Hellboy is um, competent. I think maybe what they were going for was Hellboy before he became that. So he's like kind of like a teenager, maybe, no, or he's in not, his twenties. You're really stretching. That that's a stretch. You're <laughs> yeah. trying, and you you're, think and that, and I don't, and I don't believe you. Right. And you, so, like, how do you think they got to that point then? That they, they had this character acting I think they like thought this. it was funny. Yeah. Oh, man, how much does the humor just miss in this one? All of it. All of it misses. I can't... I'm trying to think of a joke that landed, and no. I can't. That bit at the end when Hellboy goes, that happened. Fuck. No, <laughs> I it's couldn't just, believe it's, that shit. It's... It's, um... Oh, that there was happened. one. There was one, oh. and like my my partner Kate got mad at me. That there was a part where the 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 tiger man guy, the cop, the tiger cop man guy, yeah. um, goes goes. Oh, like what was it? Uh, you you you're ridiculous. This is ridiculous. You should have done that. And like makes a joke, and I just like snicker. And she's like, that wasn't funny. Why are you laughing? And I'm like, no, I'm laughing because it's bad. Like it's <laughs> just you know. Like, <laughs> Oh, there's That's, a few... The amount of laughing I got out of it was laughing at it. Yeah, it's and... actually it's got a few uh, moments where I was laughing out loud, and but I think maybe that was because I just got done watching. Like I watched all three of these in a row. I marathoned oh. them in a day. Oh really? Yeah. So I was, you know, in a really good mood because I just watched. You know, that those two. And then my mood immediately started dropping because I knew there wasn't Hellboy 3 and I was going to go into this one. And I was like, okay, maybe this will be something then, Yeah. you know? Um, and, oh my, it just gets worse as it goes on. It gets more incompetent as it goes on. And the, it's the- just so clear that no one fucking gave a shit. Yeah. All the passion that Del Toro clearly had for telling a great story, uh, no one had anything, any real passion about this. It was just like, hey, I guess I'm glad that everyone got paid. Cool. Uh, mm. But, you know, what is this? Like, Neil Marshall. Yeah, I, I, I like Neil Marshall films usually. The ones I've seen have been ridiculous. But this is, I, I, I just don't think this is... This I don't is a know- paycheck. This is this has to be a paycheck but for him. Everyone you know, he does really good. This is a paycheck. His IPs, his original projects, they might not be great, but they're at least fun. Yeah, this you know is the I mean? only like the film is, of his that he didn't write. Is that correct? The Descent is fun. Yeah, I like The Descent. That movie's cooked, but in like a great way. Mm. And then he does this movie called Doomsday. I don't know if you ever saw Doomsday. It's an incredibly flawed movie, but it, like at least it made me laugh. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it, it didn't take itself seriously at all. So it was a fun experience. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, you know, the rule of Batman, right? And the rule of Batman is Batman only works in the shadows. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. The sequences in this film that just p- take place in broad daylight made made it feel so trashy and tacky so cheap yeah you know what i mean like what a it, good idea to have your you know your huge fight scene just set in the middle of the day when you're gonna it, it, have these cgi giants running around lighting does help bad cgi that's why all these fucking movies all the fight sequences take place in the middle of the night it's because it's easier to render it's, and to make something yeah. look realistic at night it's and why then you've the got t-rex in jurassic park still looks good at night totally totally and then you've got hellboy fighting these three giants and they look it all looks so bad like yeah. it it none of it looks good and then you've got the and then you know, Neil Marshall's like, oh, yeah, R-rated, so I'll make this really graphic. But, but it's still with big CGI things that look shit. Oh, that so R- it, oh the R-rated it d- it stuff is so cringe. Oh, when I, like, I knew exactly what I was in for when I, because I didn't know that this was rated R until um, I started watching it and I saw the little R rating and I was like, oh, okay. And <clears throat> then... I was like, what are they going to do to have just have blood in it or, or something? But mm. then the film opens up um, with this, like, the, the classic, like, brum sound, the, the inception, like, brum. <laughs> and, um, and then, because I, I put the subtitles on when I watch movies, uh, and then the subtitles just read dark music. And then we open up on, like, um, a crow pulling out the eyeball of a corpse and then Ian McShane narrating saying the year is 517 AD known as the dark ages and for fucking good reason. And it's like immediately telling you, Oh, this is going to be lame. This is going to be like trying way too hard to be edgy and cool. And it is, it's the kind of shit that would get, 12 year old joe's dick hard you know what i mean yeah you know like, exactly what you're in for and the whole like, ooh, film I'm watching follows an adult that movie tone. yeah you know like oh uh, this is gonna be messed up and i had twisted. no idea what i was watching when the movie started i'm like what the fuck is this is this hellboy what's going on yeah they're, they're that talking went on about for King way Arthur too long and shit yeah i'm like what is this and 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 then what the other again with the other film it's like telling the origin story of hellboy this is telling the origin story of something else and I'm like, this isn't the movie where I'm. I'm I thought I was watching. Um, everything is introduced in the wrong order. Like, you know, like when when that I think it was I can't remember was it Zoe? You know, the little girl. Mm. When we meet her, were you just like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, I was like that through the whole film. Yeah, just it was just really confusing. It's like. What's going on? Why does he know this little girl? Why is she talking to him this way? Why is she at his house? What's going on? I don't even know how she got to his house. Yeah. None of it makes sense. And then later on, I think about another 10, 15 minutes, they, they go back in time and show that he saved her when she was a baby. But that's not good enough. That's not a good enough way of doing it. No, and you it have made to me answer angry. those questions earlier. Otherwise, the audience is just going to be going, not paying attention to the things they're doing or saying that are integral to the main story. We're just going, who is that? Who is that? 
Who mm. is that? What are they talking about? I still don't know who this person is. Excuse mm. me, film. Can you please tell me who this person is? You haven't told me yet. Is that a mistake or have I made a mistake? I hate movies that make me think that I have watched them poorly. Because <laughs> this, I know, this I know, film, I, I was mean. like, what have, what have I done wrong? It's, it, it, it's, a, it's a level of stupidity that makes you feel stupid because, you know, they've clearly taken your money. <laughs> You know, like yeah. they, they, they've got to be clever enough. They're, they're clever enough to to get this far. How are they not smart enough to realize that what they're doing is in like completely fucked? Yeah, you know, and I, I hated that the, like the cast response to the criticism where the the guy who played Hellboy was like, "Oh yeah, the the problem with Hellboy uh, is that you know you have these other big superhero movies like Marvel, and they're making." you know, big delicious chocolate cakes. And then we come out with like a, you know, a cheaper chocolate cake and people are like, oh, you know, that's not good. But then you have to compete with these big Did movies. Did he actually say that? Yeah, something like that. And that's, I was that's, just that's like... That's really, that's a cop like, out. Fuck you. That's weak, dude. And then Mila Jovovich, God bless her, because I think she's like literally stupid. Because she's like, actually help like all my movies usually get bad reviews from critics but they go on to be cult favorites so i have like i'm pretty sure that this is going to go on to be a cult success and it's like no you're talking about the resident evil movies and you have nothing to do with that it's because they're resident evil like Mm. like she actually thinks that any movie she's a part of that is panned is going to go on to be a cult success She's pretty dumb then, isn't she? That's such a fucking idiotic comment that it's honestly endearing. Mm, I don't I I I wouldn't find that endearing. I find that quite annoying if anything. <laughs> you know, it's the also okay, quickly, the accents, the British accents are fucked. It's <laughs> just so bad. Like I really like that the actor's name's Daniel Day Kim, you know the Asian dude? Yeah. I like him. He plays the voice of Johnny Gat in the Saints Row games, and mm. I have a lot of love for him from that. Mm. And I was really trying to be like, no, Daniel Day Kim's in like a blockbuster. Yay, I'm going to get behind him. But he can't... This movie makes it look like he can't act. Yeah. I Do you was, know what I mean? I, I, I was waiting for him to like drop the accent and be like, I'm actually... This is a double cross. I'm undercover. Yeah. But because it's like... You know, sometimes, like, someone's acting or shitty accent can be so bad that it's meant to tip the audience off a bit and be mm. like, ooh, you know, maybe they're a, a, a spy or something. But no, we're meant to just believe that these people are British. Yeah. And they're clearly not. Mm. How did you, uh, how did you, who do you think pr- played a better professor, John Hurt or Ian McShane? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> Ian McShane wasn't even acting. I th- no, I wouldn't he be was su- just being himself. I wouldn't be surprised if he had cue cards behind the camera and wasn't, he- and wasn't wearing pants because he's sitting down in almost every scene. He honestly, I, when he's, when he dies and we're meant to care, I'm like, Hellboy doesn't care. Hellboy, through this entire film, has said nothing but how much he fucking can't stand this cunt. Yeah. 
and and then he like of course you know i understand that relationships with parents aren't that black and white i might not get on with my mum sometimes and or family and but when they die of course i'm going to be sad but nothing in this even helps indicate that you know what i mean every single scene they have together mm. he's basically like fuck you yeah and that's supposed to be the key relationship that we're following through the film yeah it's you basically know? like uh liz and hellboy in hellboy one mm. how that was really the, the the main story that was you know the most interesting part that love story well, this is meant to be, I guess, a father-son relationship, but, mm. you know, whatever. But it, but it doesn't even really do that. It, it just, it, it, it remembers that that's what they're trying to say sporadically through the film. Yeah, no, it's just every now and again, someone yells because the script remembers that there has to be conflict because it's a mm. movie, I, I guess, technically. Mm-hmm. Mm. But for someone who cares about, like, they, no one cared. I don't think anyone cared. No, no, this. no, no one cared. No one cared. You know, I, you know, again, I, I'll stand by the fact that I think people cared during Pearl Harbor. And, um, yeah, so for me, this is the definition of not caring. You no, know I mean? you know what this reminded me of? This was like a straight to video sequel to the other Hellboys. Yeah. They got a new cast because they can't afford them and stuff. Yeah, the budget is significantly lower. All the what was the budget for this? Fifty million, which is almost half the amount for the first Del Toro Hellboy. Oh shit! Yeah, so I mean, you know, for what they had to work with, but I mean, just don't do it. Just don't say no. You can say no. Del Toro does it. Why or why didn't they take it to like Netflix? I don't know. And make it a show. Yeah, you know? I mean, or something, something. that, I don't that know. they can make that budget feel bigger if it's on TV. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that would have been a good... I think this is the worst thing they could have possibly done. And it's mm. it's honestly kind of baffling how this ended up being what it is because well you I'm, know why they made it i think i know do you know why they made it right well was it to make sure that they kept the rights no it's because recently there's been that you know the whole big thing about r-rated superhero films oh yeah i know that's why it was rated r because of like logan deadpool and uh the other thing yeah you know and and the thing is when david harbour's like we have a cheaper keg Tell that to fucking Joker, who's, like, the biggest film of, like, last year. Yeah. You know? That movie was little, and it fucking made over a billion fucking dollars and has 11 Oscar nominations. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I, like, I don't know. It, it, it really bothered me because it, 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 it represents everything... I mean, if Del Toro's Hellboy kind of represents everything that I really like about what movies can be, this represents all the complete opposite. It's such a cynical piece of shit. Mm. It made me angry. I felt gross after watching it. Do you remember any of the visuals? Like shots and stuff like that? You don't, do you? Yeah, well, I remember all that gross shit happening at the end because I think they remembered that it's rated R at the end. So no, but like, I mean, like, just, oh, just visual flair. No, it was... It, Personality. You know, there's, there's that thing. Uh, you can tell when um, uh, what they 
like that when they're on set that that you 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 know you're hearing things like uh do we have coverage all right as long as we got coverage we got coverage just coverage that's it that's all the yeah. shots are there's nothing there's nothing meaningful it's it's all completely uninspired it's just as long as we got coverage, we'll figure it out in editing. There are moments where Hellboy starts yelling at his dad, right? And he's supposed to be confronting him about, I knew, like, I found out that you were there to kill me that day. Why didn't you? And and why can't humans and monsters live together? I want a world where I don't have to kill my own kind. And he's confronting his dad and saying that he doesn't want to do this anymore. And he's, and it's a fucking wide. He's like a dot on the screen, and we're yeah. we're over Ian McShane's shoulder, and it's like, why, why did you use this shot for this huge push in? They didn't care. No, because they don't care. No, it's um, uh, and I don't know if you noticed it too, but did you notice the amount of ADR that was in this as well? Yeah, yeah. The best, the best one is um, when the that gross witch thing is is kissing him yeah. and like licking his face you hear him go how do you have hair on your tongue and yeah that's it most... that was that was the worst one i think <laughs> most... that's when i wrote down that note i'm just like what <laughs> most obviously adr line oh mm, no it was pretty fucking disgusting is there anything you liked about it can you give this movie a compliment oh wait you like david harbour's performance is that your like one thing uh, no, I, uh, I didn't mind his performance, but the, this, I think the, the way it's written and the direction he was given means that he does give a bad performance, but there are parts where he's okay and is believable as Hellboy. And I think under the right direction, he could make a good Hellboy. So, uh, what are your, what are your final thoughts on the Hellboy remake overall? Uh, it, it, huge piece of shit, slap in the face to really good movies, uh, slap in the face to Del Toro and Ron Perlman. I don't have any sympathy for anyone involved for it getting a lot of shit. I mean, I don't care that, well, you know, an actor just has to accept any work and a director just has to accept any work. It's just a job. Del Toro doesn't do that. If he's not interested in doing something, he just fucking pulls out. If he doesn't get to have creative control, he just pulls out because he has integrity. Would you have liked to have seen his Hobbits? Yeah, definitely. I think he sounds like outside of Peter Jackson, who was the wrong choice for these because he had no prep time. But I think Del Toro could have made some fantastic Hobbit films. Yeah, and I think the reason he dropped out of The Hobbit is because the studio was probably pressuring him to make it like Lord of the Rings, and he wasn't allowed to do his own thing. But anyway... That makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. so if he doesn't get creative control, he doesn't... Because he, because he has integrity. And mm. so I'm saying, sorry, Neil Marshall, but you don't have integrity, and like you should feel bad because you made a shitty film. And yeah. I, I'm glad that people make fun of the people who made this shitty film. You deserve it. You take take the money and run, but you're going to get shit for it. And uh, Mike Magnola, the creator of Hellboy, 
Yeah. I hope he's happy because he just fucking devalued his own intellectual property. Well, did you hear about the meeting? Out. Did you hear about, I think it was 2015 or something that like Del Toro tweeted that he was going to have a meeting with this guy and Ron Perlman to decide the fate of Hellboy. Did you hear about that? No. Uh, yeah. So he said, he tweeted, we're going to have a meeting today about this. Uh, hopefully we're going to make Hellboy 3. And then the, he tweets later, unfortunately there will be no Hellboy 3. Uh-huh, right. So I wonder what happened. Like, my theory is that maybe this guy was impatient and not willing to wait for when um, when, uh, Del Toro was ready. So he's like, well, fuck you. I'm just going to make it anyway. That's kind of what I think happened. Well, yeah, because, um, like, this this began as a sequel. Like, this was supposed to be Hellboy 3, and the script was written by that guy like the creator of hellboy but they... he did story for the first two like he did help write the other two yeah but they didn't offer they didn't offer anything to they didn't offer it to del toro and then ron perlman then turned it down because he doesn't he's want not to do doing it. it without del toro yeah yeah exactly so he then just is like oh okay well reboot like gotta gotta do something you know what I mean? That's just what, lack of integrity. Yeah. He didn't care. He just wanted his... He probably just wants something out there to keep Hellboy in the zeitgeist so people keep reading his fucking comic books. Yeah, but, you know, you, know? you fucked it because now it looks stupid. Mm, yeah, I don't know. And this is a very, very bad movie. But it's probably any, one any... of the ones that have upset me more than any in recent times. Yeah. Um, I'm not easily upset with, actually, I can be quite passionate with this stuff, but it did, it did, it did feel like a really big disappointment. Yeah. I think even if those Del Toro films weren't so good, I would still like get mad at this because it, it, it just reeks of cynicism. Mm. It's, it's cheap and it's gross and it's cheap. It's everything wrong with the current state of Hollywood wrapped in one big, Red bow. Yeah, just uninspired by the numbers. Just copy whatever seems to be working. Control oh, okay. C, Control V. Yeah, let's let's reboot it because we just reboot things. Well, let's make it R rated because people are watching R rated things right so, now. So, um, what would you? What star ratings would you give for all three of these films? Okay, uh, Hellboy one and two, they get nine out of ten farts, and Hellboy. 2019 gets a 1 out of 10. Oh, fuck. We're very close. I'd give the first two eight, 8 farts out of 10. For me, it's not... I, I really enjoyed it thoroughly, but it's not in the my, my kind of movie that sits on my shelf and that I can watch every day. So it's not in that territory. And yeah, no, I'd give, I'd give fucking the Hellboy remake half a fart. <laughs> half a fart you know not even a real one like a like a silent but deadly fart you know what i mean like someone's like did you fart and you never really know if they did half a fart silent like the seating in the cinemas when this movie came out totally no one no one fucking i i'm trying to think of something that made me laugh i'm trying yeah something but that was meant to make you laugh yeah yeah no i laughed at it but i'm trying to like like Everything that I, all the jokes that I remember, all I remember is getting angry. Like the the reoccurring joke of him like breaking his phone, 
It just made me want to fucking die. Oh, that was die. so bad. Because um, what was what, what was really weird about that was that it was even timed poorly. Yeah. Like, it, they would just hold on the phone for just a bit too long. And it's yeah. like, how do you get absolutely everything wrong? Like, mm. ev- like th- the pacing of the first two are so good. They're so on point. And this one just fucks it completely. Like, mm. in, in every little tiny part of it. There's this one part, right, where um, that walking house comes up to him. And it's like the, the walking house in the fog. It's the nicest looking shot in the film, uh, which is, you know, it's easy to make stuff like that look nice. It's like in an eerie forest in the fog. So the lighting's going to look good. It's a cool visual. And Hellboy starts slowly walking towards the front door of this rickety old house. And the camera starts moving in behind him. And I was already giving the film a compliment in my head. I was saying like, oh yeah, nice. Because I thought they were just going to, you know, follow behind as he like walks up to the house and walks in. Nice, you know, nice looking shot. And it's kind of eerie. It leaves a bit of suspense. But in the same shot, they just cut to him like hard cut to him being closer to the door and it's so insanely jarring i had to pause it and re-watch it multiple times and stand up and start shouting and carrying a producer, on. A producer probably just started clicking when they were watching the ru- when they were watching the rushes or the or the fine cut or something like no we need to make this quicker so they they cut to a different shot to speed it up but it wasn't even a different shot i think it was the same shot they just uh. they just cut the movement out so it's like he's uh you know he's 7 meters away from the door walking slowly towards it camera's slowly following him and mm. then cut we're just He's closer to the door. We're closer with him. I think the same same principle. Someone was annoyed and thought that it went too long and thought it was, yeah, going to make people bored or something. Dog Um, shit. Yeah, no, that's, but that's the mindset, especially when it comes to something that they just want to make money. They want to make it as short and as shit as possible. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, And they cut out the things that they cut out the wrong things. Yeah. They think they think the wrong things are the problem. It's yeah. really fucking shit. In, insanely incompetent and uninspired. Uh, um, it, it's a movie to make you mad. So uh what's what do you uh what do you want us to watch next week, Dane? Next week I thought we'd watch the movies of Yahoo Serious. Of who? Yahoo Serious? What the fuck is that? You've never heard of Yahoo Serious. No. Oh, well... Please explain. Young Einstein? Young Einstein? Isn't that an Australian movie? Yeah. No, I've, I've heard of it, never seen it. So, g- give us some context. Who is this? Uh, Yahoo Serious was a guy who made movies... Uh, started out in the 80s. He did Young Einstein, and he did a couple of other things, and he was really popular... And then he made a movie called Mr. Accident, which was a terrific bomb and it ruined his career. Wow. Okay. So this is some deep cut shit here. Right. Okay. Well, uh, am I guessing that it's probably going to be Young Einstein and Mr. Accident that we watch? Probably. 
Wait, is Reckless Kelly the one that our editing teacher was in? Oh, yeah, 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 I think so. Wow, okay. Fuck yeah, okay. That's, um, that'll be, I'll do the math and we'll, we'll watch some, uh, some good old, I was, I was feeling like some Aussie cinema. Good, good, I think we were, must have been psychically linked or something. Yeah. Good one. Um, so, a few weeks ago, I, um, offhandedly mentioned our email address. And, um, can you fucking believe it, Dane? We have fucking emails. No way. We have questions. They're just um, telling us that we're shit. Well, well, you know, like <laughs> the validity of them. Who knows? You know what I mean? Like we, I think we have some friends that are trolls. But we'll just, we'll just, we'll take it as seriously as we can. Okay. So the first one is from Edward Nigma, and <laughs> the <laughs> uh, the question, the, the email is, hey dude. Hey dudes, what movies are you looking forward to seeing in 2020? You suck from Mick. What are you, what movie are you looking forward to seeing in 2020, Dane? Oh, you know, I don't even really know. I, I, I saw a trailer for, for this new Vin Diesel movie coming out called oh, yeah. Bloodshot. And I cannot wait to see that shit. Why? Well, what's the what's the go? Is it a is it like a tacky fucking Vin Diesel movie or? Yeah, you know, like I I really enjoy watching Vin Diesel in movies because yeah. he there's there's something about him. It's like I, I don't I, I I don't know what it is. It's because because watching him is sort of like watching a, a piece of furniture trying to act like a human hmm. and he's just really entertaining and i watch like heaps of his movies i watched the last witch hunter i watched um the 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 triple x3 that came out oh fuck how was that well Shit. It's, it's, yeah of course they're they're awful but he's really great in action scenes because he just like will do some crazy stunt that he clearly didn't do and then mm. he'll do a little smirk and then he'll go all right mm-hmm. then then proceeds to drink a corona or something yeah and i just i can't get enough of it and, so what's and this, it called bloodshot yeah and okay, he's, i'll he's, add that to my add that to playing, my watch list he's playing like a, a super soldier oh that just sounds like that sounds like it's not even going to go to the cinema dude no, I'm pretty sure. That sounds sure. like a straight-to-DVD film. No, surely that's... Are we at that era of movies where Vin Diesel movies aren't coming out in cinemas? If they're not Fast and the Furious, yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> I think it's the... How, how, how often do Jason Statham movies go straight-to-DVD? All the fucking time. Uh, 90% of his output is fucking straight-to-DVD. Is that true? I'm not too into him. Hmm. Well... Yeah, um, I've just been trying to figure it out myself. Um, I, I actually have a tie for what I what I'm keen for next for this year. Fuck, it's 2020. Oh my god, scary shit. Um, the New Mutants. I really want to see the New Mutants because I can't wait to see how fucking shit it is. <laughs> have you been following this whole New Mutants thing? Uh, I was following it for quite a long time, and then when I heard that they were actually going to release it, I couldn't believe it. 
that's why I'm so excited because it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna have it has to be an abortion it has to be a dumpster fire you know what I mean for it to be to for it to go through so much production hell something must be really bad is it coming straight to Disney plus is it well I don't know I, I think I it's, I think it it's getting be. released in the cinema I'm pretty sure it's getting released in the cinema oh, okay if it doesn't I'll be yeah, no, it's uh, it's it'll be going to the cinema. It, it's not going to make any money though. It's going to lose a lot of money, right? No, I think Disney just sort of had this leftover property, so they've just like commissioned some editor to edit out a- anything resembling X-Men? stuff. Yeah, stuff that Disney doesn't like, which is well, I heard I heard that like they've even that. It might have even been an accidental announcement or something, if I remember reading correctly. But this might be in the MCU. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I just... I, I'm just so confused as to how the fuck they they could they could absolutely recontort a film into um into that. I don't know. Oh, and the other one for the same reason is the new the Sonic movie. Oh yeah. I need to see that. That needs to be in my veins and I can't wait for it to be the worst thing ever made. Mm. Because how quickly did audience responses just turn around when they reanimated the fucking thing? Yeah, and he still looks dumb. He just It still looks shit. He just doesn't look like a nightmare. I would have <laughs> preferred to see him when he looked like the you know one of the cast of cats. I, yeah, I, I, I want to see that version of the film more, definitely. Yeah, and I, I, I only want to see New Mutants if I can watch the Fox edit and the Disney edit. Yeah, well, that's not that's never going to happen. Yeah, that'll never happen. That's, um, yeah, no, that's not on. Oh, you um, know what's another good one? Bad Boys for Life. No, fuck that. No. Yeah, how I don't. I don't do Will Smith. Will Smith can eat a big, hairy Scientology dick for, for you know. <laughs> I don't like him. He's 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 the worst. I don't even want to. I don't even want to like see a bad movie that he's in. Right. Why do you like Will Smith? I don't. Well, don't watch Bad Boys Two then. I, I'm keen to. I like because I've seen the first two and they're they're ridiculous, but I can watch them because I can kind of watch Michael Bay movies because they're so over the top. But this one, I just think is going to be. Like, is it Michael Bay? No. It's not even Michael Bay. No. What? I reckon it's going to bomb hard. It's not even fucking Michael Bay. I get to see fat Martin Lawrence running around in an action movie. It's not Michael Bay. What? See, that that might interest me if it was him. Mm. You know what I mean? To see it eventually when it's on Netflix. Not, Not at the cinema. I'm not paying for this shit. But, um... Yeah, nah. That's that's it's gonna be even it's gonna be double bad. Cause either they're gonna replicate it and it's not gonna even be as interesting or good, or they're gonna try and make it something it isn't, and it's and it's just like why the fuck am I watching this? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Why uh, the anyway, fuck are they making it? I don't know. Martin Lawrence probably needs a paycheck. Um We got an, we got another one here. Another this is this is a this is a nice one. This is from um Chris from the Gold Coast. Um, hello, Dane and Joe, question mark. I think, I don't know. I think that might have to do with my name um, because I say Auntie Joe. I don't know. Um, just thought I'd ask, what was your favorite film you saw in 2019 and why? And, and why? Mine was Joker, regards. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, thanks, Chris. Um, what was the what was the favorite film you uh, you saw last year? I think it's it does. I don't think it specifies that it needs to be from twenty nineteen. So um, yeah, what 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 movie last year did left the biggest impact on you? Uh, shit. Oh, fuck. Did Uncut Gems come out last year? Well, you saw it this year, though. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, fuck. Do you have one in mind? Because i gotta, I got to think about it for a sec. Yeah, fair. Um, I'd probably say that the two... Because I, I had the luxury of reading these before. I've had time to think about it a little bit. Mm. Um, Parasite and fucking... Um, Parasite, the movie that's going to fucking hopefully win all the Academy Awards. That movie fucking made me scream in the middle of the night from, like, laughter, even though I have roommates that are asleep. I just totally forgot for a second because of how good this fucking movie is. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, anyone who hasn't seen Parasite, please watch Parasite. Um, If you can deal with subtitles, I know some people can't. Um, Oh, and um, Climax. Have you heard of Climax before? No. It's the it's the newish Gaspar Noé film, the guy that did Into the Void. That that movie's not from last year, but I watched it last year, so I think it kind of counts. Um, fucking fantastic! Like everything about it, I think you'd I think you'd dig the shit out of it too, Dane. Um, right about a about a dance troupe that like get their punch spiked and they slowly start they're like locked in the dance hall at an after party and they all start skitzing out because someone spiked the punch with LSD. Fucking really good film. Have you have you figured out <laughs> what your answer is? Uh, no, because I don't... I, I would really like to pick one that came out last year that I saw and I liked, but I don't even fucking remember what came out last year. Oh, wait. You know what came out last year? Rise of Skywalker? <laughs> John Wick 3. Oh, shit. That's a good answer. John Wick 3 is dope and uh definitely my favorite movie of 2019 what are you uh what are you keen for more uh john wick 4 uh matrix 4 or bill and ted 3 (laughs) uh definitely more keen for john wick 4 because i is that your is that your like earnest answer there that's you being as serious as possible yeah but like i can't wait to see what the fuck they do with this new matrix Mm. that's no way is that gonna be good no it can't be good it can't and it's not even both of the sisters it's just one of them making it yeah so i don't know what the fuck's going on there um thanks uh chris from the gold coast um i'm glad you enjoyed the joker (laughs) um sorry um uh and then the the last email we have is from a guy named richard flew i don't know if you've heard of him Mm. um dane but he's like hey fellas let me just start by saying i don't like you and you don't like me but since you guys are the ones with the podcast i want to ask your opinion on something that has been bothering me out of all the baldwin brothers who would you snog marry or avoid on a serious note, I do love you guys and the podcast with love, Felipe. Well, thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Richard. I fucking hate you, too. I don't even know why you bothered sending this fucking thing. Um, what's your... Which uh, Baldwin brother would you snog, marry, and avoid? Avoid? Isn't it kill? 
So, well, well, he's got a voice. So, how about I, because because uh, I'm avoiding I, all of them currently. <laughs> if you had to kiss one, would you kiss any of the Baldwin? Yeah, which one is like the the crazy Jesus guy? I don't know. I don't know the Baldwins. I don't really follow their um. Is it Stephen? Stephen's the one that was in um. What's it called? Biodome. <laughs> If that if that helps with anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, hang on a sec. Stephen Baldwin. Baldwin. In 2004, Stephen Baldwin directed Livin' It, a Christian-themed skateboarding DVD. So I huh? would I would kiss him. Yeah. And well, I and I got to marry one of them? Yeah, you got to marry one. Uh okay, I'd marry Alec because money. So I can divorce him and take half his money. Yeah. And uh, the other guy, Daniel. Daniel's the creepy there's, one, There's right? Daniel Baldwin and Billy Baldwin as well. There's actually four of them. But um, which one would you kill and which one would you avoid? Oh, uh, definitely kill uh, Billy Baldwin because he looks... you don't even know who he is. Yeah, so just like I, only, I thought there were three. So I'll just kill Billy so it can go back to me thinking that there's three. Yeah, fair. Um, so I'd, I'd, um, I'd snog, um, I'd snog, uh, Stephen Baldwin simply because he was in a movie called Threesome and it was one of the first kind of gay sex scenes I watched when I was young. So it kind of helped with my sexuality. So I feel like I owe him a kiss for that. Um, um, I'd marry Alec because I know him and I feel like if I at least pretended to be interested I'm sure him and I could talk about things but then yeah eventually I can leave him and take all of his money yeah you pretend to laugh at his Donald Trump impression yeah <laughs> and then um yeah I'd avoid I'd avoid whatever one was in the Sopranos playing himself because that's kind of awkward and I don't really I don't know if I have credit. I, I don't know if I have respect for him for that, or I'm like, you're a sad man. And the other one that I don't know, I, yeah, kill him. Who cares? Yeah, fuck that, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck all four of them, to be honest. Um, I feel like well, this is the last, I think this is the only time I've thought of the Baldwin brothers since watching South Park the movie. Like, yeah, you know, <laughs> not really, not really on the, on, on top of the zeitgeist there, are you, Flu? Jesus. I hate, yeah, I hate, like, Hollywood families. Yeah, when's the last time there's been, like, a Hollywood family that mattered? Yeah, like, I hate that I have to sometimes see Julia Roberts' cunt niece just in a movie because that's who she is. Mm, mm. I think, I think, yeah, no, it's just, it's just how it is, you know? And then you've got Eric Roberts as well. Remember, do you remember Eric Roberts? Yes, but I love Eric Roberts. <laughs> The internet loves Eric Roberts. He's a bit of a he's a bit of a filmmaker meme. Have you seen those memes with him? That like everyone in the industry that works in Hollywood has at least worked on one Eric Roberts movie before. Yeah, there's like a one degree of separation with that between kind. everyone and Eric <laughs> Roberts. I love, I love it. It's so good. Anyway, this has been uh, Movie Butts. Um, we've got a Facebook. We got a Twitter. Just type in Movie Butts. Whatever. And uh, yeah, send us emails too to moviebuttspod at gmail.com. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.